It's another week of comic reviews. Hey, what's up? My name is Hilton Price, and I'm an OK Geek. That's right. Just going to talk about comics this week. Just going to do a quick 20 minutes or so, touching on some of the latest books that I picked up. A couple of arcs finishing, a couple of arcs almost finishing, and then a couple of number ones. I'm excited for it. And one of the things that I have to say when it comes to comics is you have to decide what kind of book you want to read. Because they're not all comics are the same. And, and I don't just mean that some are about uh, powers and superheroics, while others are more grounded and, and, and down-to-earth type stories. But I mean just the nature of the book itself. Like, is it heavy on action? Is it heavy on dialogue? Is it heavy on narration? You know, these are going to make a wildly different reading experience for you as a reader. And, and today, I've got a couple of different ones that really get into that. And one of the ones is going to be closing off an arc, um, the current run of Hulk. This was a, a very controversial book on the heels of the previous run. Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk has been heralded as one of the best Hulk runs in, in modern, modern times. And coming on the heels of that, the eponymous book Hulk, written by Donny Cates, and then later taken over by Ryan Otley, uh, was not getting the same kind of love, despite it having some very big and bold ideas. So what Donny Cates came up with was this idea that Banner was going to separate Hulk's um, id and ego into different parts and to kind of use that psychology to help control Hulk, as it were. And it led to an interesting transformation. Um, Banner turned the Hulk into essentially a machine, his body became a starship, whereas Banner's psyche piloted it and Hulk's psyche fueled it. Uh, I know it, it, it's, it's very bold. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it kind of worked for what it was. And now here's the thing. If, if, if Ewing's Immortal Hulk hadn't happened before this, this weird, bold idea would have been a lot of fun. But on the heels of a very psychological arc that really got into the why of what makes the Hulk, this kind of crazy sci-fi stuff just didn't hit as well. Um, it also kind of went back to some very similar beats that we've seen before, just the idea of the Hulk facing even stronger creatures, uh, which was very much the cornerstone of Greg Pak's Planet Hulk run back in the, like the 2010s. And sure enough, this uh, the Starship Hulk story ended with not Planet Hulk, but Hulk Planet, which was another situation where Hulk was landing on a planet full of stronger beings than him. And it ended in this big godball fight, and this fight with Titan, which was a dark presence identified inside Hulk that was causing him to act irrationally and act violently uh, and under even less control than usual. Um, and, and because of that, it led into one of those types of books that I was talking about at the top of the show, which is the kind that is all based on action. This Hulk run was a lot of fun if you just want action. If you just want Hulk punching things, Hulk smashing things, you're going to get that plenty. Um, so this 14-issue uh, run, and it's about to have a, an annual come out, or it already did have the annual come out, excuse me. Um, it's fun. It is fun, big, explosive storytelling in the classic, violent, aggressive Hulk nature. If you want something a little more cerebral, like what Ewing was doing, you're not going to get that here. Go read Immortal Hulk. I'm reading it now. It's amazing. But if you just want fun, smashy, smashy, this Hulk book is perfectly good. Um, but you got to know what you're getting into. And that's a big thing is you have to know what kind of comics you want to read, and you have to let that be your guide. 20-some-odd years into the game, I can sit down and read it all. Um, but it doesn't mean I always want to, but 
if I if I jump into a book and I realize it's going one way and I think it was supposed to be going another way, I can adapt and 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 that's something that not everyone can do. Um, one book that took a little bit of adapting is it uh, hits uh, into issue ten of its twelve issue limited run is the Dark Knights of Steel uh, limited series alternate universe story by Tom Taylor uh, with art. Uh, by, I don't know uh, his first name, Pew, uh, Putri, um, looks like Jasmine, uh, Yasmin Putri. Uh, so, uh, interesting book set in medieval times with uh, unique versions of many of our DC heroes and a Game of Th- Thrones-style kingdom conflict happening between them. In our most recent issues, we've gotten some supernatural elements and even seen analogs for creatures like Eclipso and uh, John Johns, the Martian Manhunter, uh, adding... Even a bit more of the fantastic flair to this otherwise grounded story. I like alternate universe stories. I like seeing how my heroes might act if they had come up in a different role than the one we know them in. And I really like the writing talents of Tom Taylor, who continues to prove himself as one of DC's best writers. This has been a fun book. It has been a bit of a slow burn in that it has been coming out a little slow. I've been spending every other month, and I believe it took two months off. But now that it seems to be back on track as we head into issue 12, I'm enjoying it. So if you want to see an interesting adventure story set in medieval times but featuring some familiar faces, I do got to recommend Dark Knights of Steel. I I think it is worth checking out for sure. I got a couple number ones I want to talk about. Um, I'm a big Street Fighter guy. Uh, IDW's uh, Street Fighter series is one that I have been reading uh, for a while now. and it was one of the first books that got me into comics 20 years ago. And just about any time they put out something with the, the Street Fighter moniker on it, I will grab it. And that is true of this Street Fighter Masters Cami number one that just came out. This is a one-shot um, about Cami uh, in her days investigating what is up with Shadowloo um, and, and taking on some new challenges with her work uh, for a, a government agency. Um, it features... A couple of familiar faces, including Adon, including Jury, um, one or two others. Uh, and it, it's a solid book that gets a little bit into the lore and kind of sets up where things may be going in the Street Fighter Five, excuse me, Street Fighter Six book that is about to start. Uh, that is a four-issue prequel. I'll be telling you a little bit about that as we get into it. The Street Fighter books always have fantastic art. They always have excellent action scenes. And they do a good job setting up a backbone of a story to keep your characters engaged through this, um, um, through this this book. Uh, uh, by the way, there's also a um, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name from Street Fighter Three? S- not Seth. Um, oh, nuts! Where is he? Maybe it is Seth. Is Seth the the the, the silver guy? Anyway, there's some familiar faces. Is what I'm saying with it. So there's going to definitely be stuff for fans of the series to enjoy. Or if you're just a comic book fan, you want to pick up something different. Uh, this will get you uh, some fun introductions to some of the characters while still giving you plenty of action and great art to entertain you. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Udon's Street Fighter books are always great. Um, if you just want a solid action book, uh, check it out. They also always include uh, lots of art in the back if you're an art fan. Uh, lots of sketches, sometimes um, work from um, individual uh, amateur artists or young professional artists. Uh, I saw a local Tulsa artist, Zach Raw, in an issue of Street Fighter before. That was uh, super fun to see. I think I ended up purchasing that piece to hang on my wall, actually. So always fun to see artists getting a little love in comic books. 
So that Street Fighter Masters cami, definitely worth checking out. Go grab that at your local store. The Avengers are back, you guys. We have a brand new Avengers book written by Jed McKay. You guys have heard me talk about how excited I've been getting uh, with Jed McKay. Uh, I enjoyed his Black Cat run recently. I enjoyed his Iron Cat. I enjoyed, um, uh, and I was, um, oh, and Doctor Strange. His, his Strange book with Clea Strange was so damn good uh, that I um, kind of got in the mode where I was just going to sign up for whatever he was doing. And that's where we are now with this Avengers book written by him, drawn by C.F. Villa with ink by Frederico Blay. Uh, and it opens with my girl, Carol Danvers. Uh, super happy to see Captain Marvel taking the lead on this Avengers team. Uh, our members are uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. We've got Thor. We've got Tony Stark, Iron Man. We've got Sam Wilson, Captain America, uh, as well as the Vision, the Black Panther and the Scarlet Witch. Powerhouse of a team. Um, obviously, uh, Thor, Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, and Vision uh, are absolute powerhouses. Never mind Captain Marvel. And then, of course, having uh, Cap and Iron Man on the team is uh, is a guarantee. Although I love I love seeing Sam as Cap, and I love that they continue to push that. I'm curious now with Cap 750 around the corner if they're going to keep two Caps or if only one of them will take the mantle going forward. Um, especially when you know that as much as I love. Sam Wilson in the cap role, uh, he is excellent as Falcon. So it is, there's a part of me that is sad to give up Sam as Falcon to have him as cap. But um, this is a great book. Uh, lots of great um, setting the scene, shows us how we got our heroes involved. It shows them in one of their first big fights. Um, it even touches back on some past stuff to kind of, you know, show where our characters have moved since. Uh, you know, some previous incidents that may have you questioning things about where they are. Like, for instance, Tony and Carol were on opposite sides of the Second Civil War. So to see them working together on this team is always great. Um, and then, of course, you get uh, just great fight scenes and a pretty solid uh, cliffhanger um, uh, featuring a villain who is making a lot of appearances in the MCU right now. So we'll be neat to see what he's doing in the, uh, the comics. So um, I'm excited for that. And as a Carol reader uh, whose own uh, Carol book is coming to an end with issue 50, uh, major shout out to Kelly Thompson and that run of Captain Marvel. It has been so good. Um, I am definitely going to be having a Carol-shaped hole in my life, so having her on the Avengers is going to be great. And then she's got a mini coming up, too. I, I, the name escapes me right now, but uh, uh, if, you're, if you're ordering your comics right now, like on DCBS, go check a look at what uh, the Captain Marvel books. It's the first of like a five-issue mini, and I think Anna Senti is writing it. And Anne's solid, man. She's not one of my favorite writers, but she is a solid writer, uh, and I will um, typically be fine with whatever she is working on. She's done a, a solid run of Daredevil in the past. She's done Avengers. She's done all sorts of stuff. We like Anna Sinti. Uh And we like Tom Taylor. We talked a little bit about him earlier in the episode, and he also had a number one on shelves recently with his new Titans book. This is spinning out of his work on Nightwing, which has been a top-tier DC book guys i gotta tell you if i cut everything dc right now yep even the big bad bat i would probably keep nightwing because it is it's such a good book batman and nightwing are by far the best books i'm reading in dc right now i think and that's only because of the great work by tom taylor and chip Zdarsky. what else is good at dc catwoman's good don't believe the haters teeny howard's solid uh, anyway tom taylor's kicking ass on titans glad to see him bringing dick uh cyborg starfire donna troy beast boy flash and raven together uh, now the Titans are based in Bloodhaven ever since um, 
the I think it was issue 100 of Nightwing brought the uh, the Titans there. So they have a new Titans Tower in Bloodhaven and a new mystery to solve. As in the opening pages, one of the members of the team is shot, and the narration excuse me, the narration says he will die. Great to see a nice mystery kicking things off. Great to see the cast together. Great to see Tom Taylor doing an awesome job writing uh, these fun characters. This is a good issue. This is a great number one. We even get a cameo from Peacemaker. And although he's not written quite as well as he is over in that Peacemaker Tries Hard miniseries that we talked about last week, it's a good book. It's a good book. And we get, um, it's worth checking out, you guys. I got to tell you. This might be my shortest episode yet, but really, I just want to tell you guys about these great issues. Um, I, I don't bring a lot of bad issues to this show. I'm, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about bad issues. So if it's something I'm talking about here, it is something that I recommend you check out. But I want you to know what you're getting into. Like, that Hulk book is different from everything else we've talked about today. So you, you can't expect it to be the same as The Avengers, as Street Fighter Cammy, as Dark Knights of Steel. It is a different kind of book. So that's the, probably the point to walk away from this episode with, is know what kind of books you're getting into, and that'll help you make the decisions that are best for you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.